Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the third episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast. Every week I aim to introduce you to an interesting Mancunian from this culturally diverse city, Manchester. We will hear from ordinary people making an extraordinary impact. Presented by Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, newbie Mancunian. Tune in every week for a new episode. Looking to make a difference by using your skills for good? We hear from Aaron Fletcher, advisor, step up, and owner, Buzzing Sounds. Coming up is the Meet the Mancunian podcast, introducing you to an interesting Mancunian from this culturally diverse city, Manchester. Meet Aaron Fletcher, advisor for Step Up in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Aaron Fletcher advisor to Step Up and owner Buzzing Sounds. Thank you, Aaron, for joining me today. Lovely, lovely to be joining you today. It's not the nicest weather, so to have, it's really cold, so to have some warm company on this cold day is very much appreciated. Ah, uh, there's been a bit of sun, but yes, it has been, I saw for the frost out. Uh, so Aaron, let me start with asking you about how did you find your passion for audio? Well, it's been a long journey. Um, I say that I'm 26, so most people think my journey has not been very long. Um, but when I was about uh, 12, 13 years old, I was going to a youth club. Um, and a lot of my friends wanted to be MCs, rappers, and that was everything they wanted to do. Um, and one week they brought in some DJ decks. And all my mates grabbed hold of this mic and they were doing some MCing and they passed the mic round. The mic came to me and I froze. I absolutely petrified. Couldn't think of anything to say. Couldn't think of anything to do. Passed the mic on. But I kind of hung about the DJ decks and was just what I was enamored by these DJ decks. The lights that were kind of coming off it. It was really interesting to me and watching the DJ do what he was doing. Um, so I kind of absolutely fell in love with with kind of watching that happen and thought, oh, I'd like to have a go with that. A um, few weeks later, they brought the DJ decks back and I said, look, can I, can you teach me some of the ones and twos and, and whatnot? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I had a couple of goals at doing it and absolutely loved it. Um, couple of years, you know, kind of fast forward about a year or two. Um, I'm in year nine in school and I kind of left school at the end of, at the end of year nine. And obviously um, that means that's still two years to go of high school. And in, in those two years, I was homeschooled. My mum, while trying to juggle uh, working late um, as the working till silly o'clock in the morning, uh, my dad was at work. So my mum wanted to make sure that me and my brother 
who also didn't go to high school um, were at least doing work and doing something. And to do to try and motivate a 15, 14-year-old, 15-year-old to do work when they don't feel like they have to because they're sat in the living room is quite a difficult task. So my mum made sure that she wanted to do something that I was passionate about something that I loved and something that I really wanted to do. So she asked the guy who did the DJing at the youth club, can he come and teach me a little bit? Can he show me some of the, some of the stuff and do it a bit more advanced and get, get a bit further into it? And it was, it was the best time of the week. It was my absolute, absolute favorite time of the week. And, you know, through that, um, I started learning how to produce music and make, make electronic beats started on dubstep, which, um, you know, I absolutely loved, but my mum hated, um, which made it even more, made me love it even more. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of went through that kind of learning how to, to DJ and produce first, convinced I was going to be the next big DJ producer. I was going to be flying all over the world and doing sets everywhere. But I kind of realised the point, I don't like to be on stage. I don't like to be in front of a ton of people. Um in that sense, I can do it. I'm quite confident. It's just not where I want to be. Um, went to college and was like, I wanted to study music because uh, I wanted this to be my career. I knew I wanted to work in music. I knew that's all I wanted. Um, kind of went through that, walked, in, walked into college and they, they obviously try and teach you a bit about everything rather than just DJing and producing. And walked into a studio when it was just one of those kind of moments where I was like, wow everything looks so complicated everything looks so incredible everything looks so nice um and we did some sessions learning throughout college and I realized that that was where I wanted to be um I wanted to be involved in the music as much as everybody else and as much as as much as possible but without being at the forefront and being able to sit at a sound desk and be part of that process but also being sat at a sound desk rather than in front of a microphone was just something that, you know, it, it felt right. You know, you just kind of, it feels right. Um, and I think just from then on, like I actually, I had a passion and really wanted to do stuff with it from the age of about 12, 13, but wow. it was really at that moment in time where I was like, I know what I want to do. I know where I want to be, why I want to be there. Um, and it's just obviously kind of grown and grown and grown even more from there. Amazing. And now you have your own studio. Exactly. Um, it's something that, yeah, I kind of wake up most days. You know, I, I've, I've done other jobs and I've worked in bar work. I've done uh, retail. I've done, I've even done teaching. Um, but, I, you know, you, you see some days like that and sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed. You want to stay in bed and you want to kind of, just kind of let the day pass you by. But for the last two and a half, three years, every day has been just amazing. Um, when you get to do what you have dreamed about for over half your life, it's 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 an amazing feeling. Thank you. That's such a passionate story, and I love it. Uh, could you tell listeners about Step Up that you're involved as an advisor? Yeah. So Step Up Manchester are a charity in. Uh, in Ancoats, Clayton, Beswick, and Openshaw in East Manchester, uh, they are what they are. What's called place-based giving scheme, and essentially, a place-based giving scheme has 
it is all about utilizing local talent resources and people um it kind of falls into that belief that you know communities should be working together and lifting each other up rather than everyone just kind of doing their own thing and moving around and, and doing what doing whatever it is they do actually you know when, when one member of the community needs help the rest of the community should be stepping up and being part of that journey and being part and helping them and that's what they do in in those four areas of manchester in ancote beswick clayton and openshaw and you know they, they utilize they get local people local businesses local charities local anything that's local to that area and kind of people that people will then come to them whether they've got an idea for something they want to do in the future whether they've got a project that they want to run whether they've got a charity that you want to set up and a lot of different projects come through and they will utilize those contacts and those local people to be able to help and support these these projects that come through so what inspired you to get involved with step up in particular well I, I always have a passion for my community social responsibility when i set when i set up my studio um was guaranteed to be at the core of what I was doing, no matter what. So I've, I, I'm in Cheatham Hill and Crumpsall and, and I've always had a passion for, I've always wanted to be part of my community and do what I can. Um, and that doesn't just kind of limit itself to Cheatham and Crumpsall. And, um, you know, one day I was, having a, I was having a chat with someone at One Manchester and they said, look, we like what you do with the studio. I really appreciate it. Sounds great, sounds amazing. Um, but we know of someone who who you might be able to be of a bit of help to. Uh, would you mind if we put you in touch? And I live life by that kind of philosophy of a conversation never hurt anyone. Um, and that, you know, if something comes out of it, brilliant. If something, if, if nothing happens, so what? I'm not in a worse position, they're not in a worse position. Um, so I got put in touch with Nicole Hope, who is the programme manager for Step Up. Uh, we, we what was planned to be a five, 10 minute conversation of just kind of who are you, what do you do, turned into, I think it was nearly 45 minutes or an hour, just talking about all sorts of some, some, some rubbish, um, some just general rubbish and some really quite incredible things that they were doing. And yeah, I just, I, I, like I say, as a very big believer in in community and, and and the responsibility that we have, whether it's as a business or as an individual, how they went about utilizing that, how they, you know, the, the people that are involved in the projects that were coming through were just fantastic. Um, it also helps the area that they're in, uh, especially Beswick and Clayton, because I am a huge Manchester City fan. And that is where Manchester City are, where the, the, the ground is and the training ground. So that area is already like my second home in Manchester. So, you know, it, it, I, they're doing incredible work in an area that I already am passionate about. So that kind of, that's how I got inspired by, by them and, and just kind of, it was one of those things where after that conversation, it was, how do I get involved? What do you want me to do? I'll be there and I'll do it. Lovely. So what would you say is the uh, focus area for, you said they're a community-based organization, but uh, 
who, what areas are you particularly involved in? Well, the kind of there's, there's a lot of different kind of levels um, in a sense, and maybe may the wrong word levels might be the wrong word, but um, or, or segments of, of step up uh, that are really important. Um, so I, I initially joined actually as a project champion for a fantastic uh, community radio station that's in the making at the moment. Uh, and the idea was essentially, I have a recording studio. I've been involved in audio and DJing, and I've done I've done most things within the music industry. Uh, done a bit of radio, done a, like I said, DJing and all sorts of stuff like that. I can. Is there anything I can do to help? Um, and essentially advise them in getting them up from this idea of a community radio station to a station that is con- constantly pumping out content. And I just kind of joined them. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, more than happy to more than happy to do that and um, joined in that in that respect and then joined their advisory panel so um their advisory panel is a is a group of local businesses local people um who uh, and some of the projects that are involved and some some representatives from them um who just kind of help talk about how how the step ups being run um you know, when projects come through, how can we support them? What can Step Up do to support them? Uh, you know, are, are we in the position to be able to support them? Can this be done? Um, so I ended up joining that advisory panel. And then I ended up joining into their community engagement subgroup uh, and looking at different ways that they're going to engage with the community and projects that they can put on and they can, uh, and what projects are already there that they can utilize. Um, to be able to run little events and things like that. And so I was already then involved in three little aspects. And I'm hoping that by the time this episode goes out into the public, we will have officially announced them as the official charity partner of Buzzing Sounds as well. So not only am I able to help with a bit of my knowledge and resources and, uh, and whatnot, but I'm then a- now able to put my business fully behind it and have buzzing sounds be supporting it in that sense as well so um essentially i'm i'm kind of part of everything that they do in in many ways um probably know the organization more than the people who work for it <laughs> but um it's yeah so I, like i say I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to work I, I kind of help them across multiple different areas that's amazing can you tell us uh, how interested people can learn more about Step Up? Is there a website or social media you can point us to? Yeah, so um, you can find them on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, it's Step Up Manchester or Step Up underscore MCR. Um, or go to the website, which is stepupmcr.org. Um, you can find out all the information there. Or, you know, if somebody want if you're a, if someone listening is a small business and wants to get involved or you know an individual who wants to get involved if you want to get in touch with with me and i can put you in touch so um aaron at buzzingsounds.com if you want to get in touch then um more than happy to have a conversation about that and, and put you in in with them as well thank you so much what impact would you say you've made so far you've done a lot of you're involved in many different things so yeah um I would hope to say, and I think I kind of it's a, it's an odd question to a, a answer sometimes, um, because I try not to think of 
uh, things in this sense. Um, I think it's it's more for them to answer, I guess. But I'd like to think that my the impact I'm making is just one that's helpful. Um, and like I like, like I said, I'm hoping to be able to the fact that I can utilize what I do best. Um, and by joining some of these areas um, and the areas that I have got involved in, especially putting my business behind it and supporting the village in, in the community the community radio station, I'm able to put things that are more me into there. So, you know, doing audio work, doing um, working with musicians, with talented individuals and being able to kind of put myself in those sort of frame of minds. But also um, as someone who spends a lot of time in that area, but actually technically doesn't work or live in that area. I feel like, I, you know, like hopefully I can offer a slightly different perspective. Um, one that, uh, yeah, a different perspective. And I don't know if you can, it comes across in this interview, but I'm a little bundle of energy. Um, and it, it does. <laughs> it, it's tough to get me to stop bouncing off walls, as I'm sure anybody who knows me will attest to um, and, is, and probably rolls their eyes at. Um, I'm bouncing off walls all the time. So hopefully, you know, like I say, it, it's hopefully I, I'm able to have an impact that's helpful um, using what I kind of do and know best. Um, but also, you know, a different perspective and good energy and bringing a ball of energy to it all um, and a bit of, uh, not not to say that there's not life up there already Nicole's fantastic and what she does is brilliant but hopefully another ball of energy um, to, to liven things up a, a, even more Thank you So what advice would you have for people looking to start a similar movement maybe in their local community? Like, well yeah it's, it's place based giving so it's it's about being in the area and doing what you can within your your local community to be able to help. Um, I think what you can do if 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 you have see something in your community that needs help, if can you is are the charities in your local community are the small businesses that need, you know, is there a local coffee shop that needs custom, you know, why why can't you go in there instead of Costa? Um, and that's just something you can be doing within your community that helps a small local business to, to keep going. And that's just one of the small ways. Um, it, it, you know, if you want to be able to support a charity, do you have any talents, any skills, any time, any resources that you're able to share and utilize and give to the community that you're part of? Um, and at the end of, like I say, at the end of the day, it's all about place-based giving. Um, and that concept is one that's all about being there for your community. Yeah. And I think the only advice I could give and the only advice I think would, that would be appropriate to give would be to say, look at your local community and what can you do to give and support and be there for your community um, and, and just take it from there. And again, if you know friends, if you know people that, other people in your local community who have things that they can do that are going to benefit local people and local charities, local organizations, then, you know, in, encourage them to be able to, to step up and, and, and stand there for the community as well. 
Thank you. This is really interesting because it's a new concept for me. And I, I, I love the idea of treating your community as a little village where everybody knows everybody and helps each other. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's kind of, I think, what most of us grew up with, in a sense. Um, and this is not a new concept. That's how we most places have always been. It's, it's been about being there for the people that are around you. Um, it's just as, as the world grows and technology grows and we're so able, able to be... A, our community now is not your neighbour who's next door. Your, our communities are your neighbour who's in another country because we're, we're so connected. Um, yeah. But, our, but our, what we do need to remember, though, while, while we are so connected to everyone across the planet, that you know our local community and our people that are next door are still there and still need us. Um, and it, yeah, so like I said, it's not it's not a new concept, but it's something that I think we're kind of lost a bit of touch with, especially local uh, and quite specifically local. Thank you. I'm going to now switch gears and ask you what I'm calling my signature questions. Yeah. So first of all, what do you love the most about Manchester? This is my home. Um, it's where I was born. It's where my parents were born. It's where I was born. It's where my siblings were born. It's where my daughter was born. It's where all my future children were born. It's where me and my wife got married. It's every every major thing in life has happened for me inside Manchester. Um, and I just, you know, Man Manchester basically has given me everything. Um, and my career has been built in Manchester. My inspirations have been made in Manchester. So kind of, it's a bit of a way, it's a bit weird, like everything. I almost love everything about Manchester, um, apart from Manchester United. Um, but, you know, the, the hair and that, that's, that's nothing I can control. Um, but, it, you know, the, I just, I love the people. I love Mankinians. Um, we're, we are, as a whole, a friendly bunch of people who care about, Care, care about things and, and care about who's around us where we have the best food in all of England um absolutely bar none um we have the best pizza places we have the best chippies we have the best everything um so to kind of put one thing down to what I love most about Manchester is 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 quite hard um no it's not Manchester City um probably I'm gonna have to go with that one but no, I, I love everything about Manchester. It's it, it's my home. I hear you. What's your favourite place here? Um, obviously the Etihad Stadium. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm a massive Manchester City fan. It's it's been um, it's a big part of my life. So uh, I lo I love it there. Um, but you know I. I I love, I can't think of one, one particular place. Um, one place I go to a lot at the moment is a little restaurant called Corner Slice, which does Detroit style pizza. Okay. And it is delicious, absolutely delicious. And I can say, or Costco, spend a lot of hours in Costco. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. Uh, what's the most important life lesson you've learned so far? To enjoy your life. To enjoy. 
Um, I know it. It's easy for me to say when I'm when my job is my passion, and my job is everything I've always wanted to do. But it it winds me up a little bit when, you know, when when you get told that life as a grown up, you've got to grow up. When people grow up, or people have to do this when they're a grown up, and or that's life as an adult, and it's something miserable. Um, yeah, okay, the world's not always sunshine and rainbows, but actually, you know, life life is to be enjoyed. We're not here forever. We're going to be here for a short amount of time, and you know, enjoy every moment that you have on it. Follow your passions. Follow your dreams. Do that hobby. The, that thing that you enjoy doing, whether it's a career or not. Uh, if, you, if you enjoy just playing a bit of football on a Friday night with your mates at the park, do it. If, you're, if you love doing this, do it. If you love doing that, do it. And, and kind of just squeeze every last drop of enjoyment that you can out of life. Um, and I think that, that for me has been a game changer because I spent a long time seeing the worst in things and, and kind of, you know, we, it's very, very easy to see the worst in things, um, especially with social media and the way that things are battling against us. Um, but taking that time to enjoy, taking that time to be there and, 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 and smile and do something that makes you happy is just, it goes a long, long way. Love that. If someone wrote a book on your life, what would they title it? Um, a lot of swear words. Um, I honestly, I, I, I don't know. Um, sit down and shut up. Um, or maybe <laughs> the opposite. Um, I think, I don't know. It, it, it's a really strange, it's a really, it's a good question because it's rattled me for a couple of days thinking about it. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'll let someone else decide. If um, anyone finds me on social media, tell me if, if you can think of anything, because I, I, I can't, um, unless it's got, a, a, you know, like I say, a lot of swear words in it or something. All right. I'll let you off this time, and <laughs> let's hope that the listeners can come up with something better. Thank you, Aaron, for talking to me and my listeners. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the third episode of the Meet the Man Union podcast. Tune in every week for a new episode. Thank you very, very much for having me, by the way, Deepa. I've, I've absolutely loved chatting with you and yeah, it's been great. <laughs>